What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com. CrystalLove, KetoBrick.com. Boom. Now, we figured since 2018 is coming to a close, we would do like a 2018 in review slash what are we learned from 2018 slash a little bit of what we're going to look forward to in 2019. Because, I don't know, at the end of the year, I get reflective on what all I accomplished in the year, what I want to do moving forward, and just kind of being proactive and reflective about that. Um, and I figured that there's no better person to do it with than my lovely fiance, Crystal Love, who is going to be Crystal Sykes in just a few months. Um, you excited about that, or is that just a... Eh. Yeah. Um, we are recording this on video. We're also recording this on audio, so it's going to be a podcast and a YouTube video. So if you prefer prefer to listen or watch on one platform over the other, it will be available on both. Um, most of y'all probably know Crystal. If not, she is my fiance. She is my business partner and my life partner. How you doing, babe? Good. Good. Um, <laughs> also, workout partner. We're yeah. an everything partner. We don't do anything without each other. That is true. That is true. Um, let me get a swig of water real quick. I feel dehydrated. Oh, that's a great sound. <laughs> All right. So we kind of, I mean, this is very abstract, y'all. We, we haven't fleshed out the, the pillars of this conversation slash mm-hmm. podcast at all. So we're just going to kind of wing it and go with the flow. But I thought from like a high level view, I want to touch on some of the nutritional um, things we've learned, some of the training things we've learned, some of the business uh, things we've learned, and then also um, just kind of some of the community aspect of like the keto space, what we've learned there, what we're excited about going forward. Uh, sound good? Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, so let's dive into which one you want to tackle first. Oh, I don't care. This is not me. We haven't talked about any of this, so we're just kind of just... I'm just on, along for the ride. Along you for the you ride. lead, and I'm along for the <clears throat> ride. All right, let's talk about let's talk about uh, nutrition a bit. Let's just dive into that first. So, what I'm going to ask the questions, let you take over, and then I'll flip the script on me. Okay. Um, what are some of the nutritional things that you've learned as it relates to keto and just nutrition in general in 2018 that you didn't know prior to this year, and you've applied to your life and day to day since learning and have seen success with? Uh, as far as like facts or things that I've just tried on myself? Uh, any and all of the above, you know, things that you've tried on yourself, things that you've learned as facts, um, just all of the above. So I think one of the biggest things that I probably learned is how much I don't need a higher carb intake. So like before I was probably between like 20 and 30 grams on the regular. And then as soon as I started my prep, I lowered that to 10 grams and, totally unnecessary to have more carbs um and i don't think that i think that before i kind of just like allowed myself to have a little bit more but i definitely my body can function very well without it um i don't want to interrupt you but i totally forgot let's give let's give a couple super high level views of like the highlights of things that happened this year like pivotal moments that way it's going to kind of bring some context to what we're talking about with with regards to what we've learned so this year you did your competition did my first competition ever. Yeah, so you did your first competition ever. I proposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we spoke at KetoCon. We spoke at um, 
low carb cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, we started the keto brick business. Yeah, we launched keto brick. Um, we brought on employees, mm-hmm. full time employees. We moved. We moved. Man, there's a lot of things that happened this <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, it's been it's a busy crazy. year. Uh, so yeah, we we moved. Started deeper state keto. Started deeper state keto. There's a lot of things. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things. So yeah, it's just kind of. Well, we'll come back to all those things and what we've learned specifically, but let's dive back into nutrition so you can operate and perform better at a lower carb intake than you thought originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I think that there's so much information going on about high protein, low protein, high carb, low carb, um, higher carbs as in regards to keto, all of that. And I think that I've just really learned about more about my body. And look more about just like kind of like the health aspect of it. I tried a lot of different things on myself this year and tried to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And I think it's super, super important. And I think I've even realized and recognized more this year than ever that everybody's body is going to react so, so, so differently. Um, but I think... Yeah, I feel like that Like that was just like a really big thing for me this year, watching different clients react differently, uh, watching you react differently, watching myself get super low protein and still be able to like function properly. And I don't know, I, I think there was a lot that I learned. I'm not sure that there's anything that I can like pinpoint exactly, but just a lot, a lot, a lot of trial and error, like especially with my stomach stuff and everything. Yeah, talk about that. So you you – you did a whole bunch of stomach experimentation to see what you could do to fix that. For anybody that doesn't know, you have IBS, low transit, um, and you got like a whole laundry list of things. Yeah. But you you tested a whole bunch of things out, and then basically at the end of the day, you decided, uh, screw it, I'm just gonna do do what I know to be healthy and not worry about it. Yeah, pretty much. I was freaking out about it. I tried to like do elimination diets, and I tried to do low protein. I tried to do high protein. I tried. I tried literally everything, I feel like, and I was, I think I was just stressing myself out over the fact of, like, trying to fix it, that I just said, I'm so tired of it, I'm so tired of, like, trial and error, I'm tired of people asking, and, you know, just, like, never knowing the right answer and all of that, so I just said, I'm just going to do what feels right to me, and since I've made that decision, I felt really good. If there's anything that makes me not feel good, I can recognize that and put it aside, but doing like a couple of days here and there of just like shakes and liquid diets and keeping my protein where I know I'm comfortable, my meat intake and all of that. So yeah, but I feel like I've, I found out a lot about myself as in regards to that this year. Yeah. I think simply you going through a competition prep and really pushing your body to the extreme. I mean, whenever you do that, and that's something that most people probably won't experience because they won't take their body to that much of an extreme. But you become so in tune with what your body's capable of, both mentally, physically, and emotionally. But from a nutritional standpoint, you can have such a real-time feedback on how each and everything you do to manipulate things affects your body, like, almost mm-hmm. instantaneously. Like, you can manipulate one variable, <clears throat> and you can pretty much know how your body's responding to that within about 30 minutes, which is pretty freaking cool. I mean, that's powerful. Um, so it's it's cool to see you push yourself that far because you took your calories down i took your calories down way way yeah low. it was protein, really low your protein was down at 30 grams yep and and there's there's a podcast i went specifically into her competition experience so check that out if you want the details on that but 
it, it's pretty cool to see how your body is able to adjust with every stimulus you subject it to. Um, what about like the the experimentation of you know the probiotics, the um, the vegetation, the no vegetation, the liquid days, like just kind of dive into some of that. Uh, probiotics is something that I just started using probably within the last month. And I've used a yogurt probiotic and I really have found that that's been very helpful. I've been able to go to the bathroom regularly, which is something that is extremely rare for me. Um, but I've been going very regularly and I don't think I've adjusted anything but the probiotics in my diet lately. So I think that that's been extremely helpful. Um, and then, gosh, let's see, vegetation. I have probably one serving of vegetables a day. I've kind of slowed down on eating too many salads, except for the last couple of times we've eaten out. But, um, yeah, kind of just like sticking with Brussels sprouts lately. I, I've been really yeah. digging them. <laughs> yeah, you can't go wrong with Brussels sprouts. Um, but yeah, th- those, I mean, there's certain vegetables that I just respond really well to. Brussels sprouts, broccoli, and generally like a softer lettuce or like uh, spinach, kale, all that. Um, but I don't ever go overboard with it. I usually just have one serving a day and then it that keeps me pretty consistent. And then as far as liquid goes, like liquid days or weeks or whatever. Um, I really don't enjoy doing it. I'd rather eat my food, but I do, I have been lately having a shake, uh, during the day and that relieves a lot of, um, stress on my digestive system and allows it to have a little bit of a break. So I'll do, you know, a a little bit of a, a, liquid meal. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I spaced out there for a second. <laughs> um, also, we cut out dairy for a, a whole month. Yeah, we cut out dairy. I actually like that a lot. I've actually, um, I've, I've reintroduced <laughs> like goat-based dairy, but I really keep like typical dairy to a minimum. I'll have like a, once in a blue moon, I'll have like a little bit of heavy cream or maybe like a piece of normal cheese, but for the most part, I've phased that out entirely and just stick to goat dairy, and I think my body performs pretty well. It's not something that is very acute. Like, I can't, excuse me, notice that much of a negative impact when I introduce things, but I, I just, I don't feel quite as optimal. Like, I feel a little bit more bloated after, like, a coffee with heavy cream. So I think I'm going to continue to maintain the zero dairy apart from the goat-based uh, cheeses and whatnot. I Plus, some, there's some goat cheeses that are freaking delicious. Oh, yeah. I much prefer to stick with the goat stuff, but I have been having, like, coffees with heavy cream lately, and my sister was in town. I had keto cheesecake and all of that, and I don't feel any different, honestly. I haven't been able to tell any difference, but um, I still would prefer to kind of stick with the goat stuff just because the proteins are more easily digested by our bodies, so. Yeah, that makes sense. What about you? What did you learn? I also realized that, I did the 6,000 calorie thing this oh, year. Oh, yeah. You know, so that that's that's one oh of the other gosh. pillars. So many things happened this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so nutritionally speaking, I've learned, honestly, just to keep things more simple, like when you I've – been, I've been keto now for over four years, and the longer you're keto, the more you tend to phase out like the keto desserts, the keto just treats because you don't crave them as much. When you first start the diet, mm-hmm. you're craving all the carb lookalike meals that you can find. And then you just kind of gravitate towards those, which they're they're great if they act as a stepping stone to get into ketosis and make right. that diet more sustainable. But 
the longer you're in ketosis and the more you make it a lifestyle, the more you realize that's not only not necessary, but it's honestly not even really preferred because you just don't feel as good after consuming those foods. Um, so I've pretty much phased those out entirely. Like we had, you know, three Christmas cookies that were keto that Crystal made. Mm-hmm. We had a couple cheesecakes, uh, little bitty miniature cheesecakes that uh, somebody made for us that were keto friendly. But that was pretty much all we've had this year. I mean, like I, if I've gone to somebody else's house that's keto and they've made a keto dessert, I'll try it. I'll have a piece. But I don't think we actively made really any desserts. Like we didn't make any cheesecakes. We didn't make any cakes. We didn't make mm-hmm. anything this year. I did make a keto brownie after my prep. but yeah, That was like, well-deserved. Yeah, I I couldn't have anything until... April, like the end of April, so May. So for the first five months of the year, I really didn't have anything other than exactly what I was supposed to have for my prep. So you didn't either. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we just, I we actually both kept sweeteners out of our diets. Like we took it out of our coffees. We just weren't using sweeteners at all. Yeah, so. that, that was actually going to be one of my big nutritional points and takeaways. You stole it from me. <laughs> um, but like simply removing all the sweeteners, like, all the erythritol, all the stevia, mm-hmm. all the, all the everything, all the xylitol, like it, it makes the diet so much more sustainable, and it does a lot psychologically for one. It doesn't, it doesn't bring about that that craving for sweetness, which makes you more likely to binge on things and overconsume the keto sweets, which are not that nutritional, nutritionally dense anyways. But, I mean, even if it doesn't impact your blood glucose that much, simply having that sweetness on your tongue mm-hmm. sends a trigger to your brain to release insulin, and, you know, that can have an adverse effect from, from that standpoint. So, for me, I really enjoyed just totally knocking out all sweeteners. And from a performance standpoint, I'm 100% going to apply that to my next contest prep. Yeah. I'm not going to allow myself to have any sweeteners because, honestly, it just... Like this last contest prep I did in 2017, I would eat a lot of Miracle Rice smothered in Walden Farm syrup, uh-huh. which is just like the farthest thing from nutritionally dense. I would eat it because it was sweet and I was craving sweet and because it was so much you know high volume from the Miracle Rice. But that did nothing for me and it just made me want more because mm-hmm. it just created that urge for more volume and for more sweetness. So it was just kind of a double-edged sword that I'm not do next time I do a competition prep Um, so that would be one huge thing on that same uh, note I I cut out chewing gum this year as well which all these things sound trivial like take out sweeteners take out dairy take out chewing gum Mm -hmm. but it's made like a pretty profound impact like simply taking out you know, chewing gum. I don't chew gum at all anymore. It's like an addiction for me. Like, no joke. I would go through four packs of gum a day. Yeah. When, a chain you, chewer. when you removed it from your diet right after my prep, because I kind of like, it was like I needed it at the end of my prep, just like something to chew on. Uh, and then right after my prep, you had stopped chewing gum. And I said, you know what? I really don't need any of the sweetener and I don't need the sweetener in the gum. So mm-hmm. I haven't had any gum. I think I've had like one piece since May. Yeah. Like, I've completely cut it out as well. Yeah, and it's 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 good. Like, I don't know. I was legitimately addicted to gum. Yeah, you were. It was so bad. <laughs> and it's just not good. That's a lot of sweetener. Like, a lot of trace carbs when you think about it. Like, one piece of gum has between one gram of carb and two grams of carb. So, yeah. if I'm eating four packs a day, I don't know how many pieces of gum are in a pack of gum, but it's like, it, a lot. not joking, he would have that many packs a day. Yeah. It was, it was so bad. Like, 
two pieces at a time. And then, like, as soon as those would go bad, before they even went bad, he would take them out and put two more in. It was terrible. Yeah. So I'm glad that I've kicked that oh, habit for sure. Man. Um, and then other other than that, nutritionally speaking, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of like the main point. I mean, there's like a whole bunch of little detail stuff that we can dive into. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, still tend to perform better at higher fat ratio. With regard to the 6,000 calories, I can kind of touch on that a little bit. You know, the motivation behind that was to just optimize a building phase um, and build build as much muscle as possible in a short amount of time. Um, and being at such a high caloric intake, 100% ramped up my metabolism. Um, right now, I'm eating consistently about 4,000 calories a day, and I've lost weight, which is crazy when you think about it. I mean, 4,000 calories and I'm in a caloric deficit because my metabolism was ramped up to be uh, you know, maintaining that 6,000 calorie intake. Now, I'm not suggesting everybody go out and eat 6,000 calories by any means, but it just goes to show that your body is pretty freaking smart, and it's going to adjust and adapt to what you subject it to. And, you know, since I train hard, since I train heavy, since I train consistently, and I eat clean, ramping up that calorie intake while maintaining a high-fat ratio worked really well for my metabolism to kind of reset itself at a higher level. Um, so going forward, my next competition prep is going to be much more sustainable, I think, because I'll be able to have a, a much longer runway of which to taper calories from because I'm starting at such a higher caloric intake than I did at my prior competition mm-hmm. prep. So that that's a pretty substantial takeaway if you stop and think about it. I mean, people being at a chronic deficit for too long is, is honestly one of the major pitfalls in people that are trying to, you know, re- uh, you know, re- redefine their body, reach a better composition. So being aware of that is, is very, very paramount. It's key. Um, what are the nutritional words of wisdom do we have? There's like so many things that we're experimenting on. Like we want to do, we're experimenting with different like micronutrients. We're experimenting with different, uh, oh, caffeine. That's something we can talk oh, about. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we basically decided to cut out caffeine almost entirely. Um, we started adding up how many milligrams of caffeine we're taking in a day, and it was astronomically oh. out of control. It was it was just as bad as the chewing gum. It was <laughs> so bad. I would I would drink a Bang Energy drink, which is three hundred milligrams of caffeine, plus two to three quad shot americanos from Starbucks, which is expensive. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, each one of those has got about two hundred milligrams of caffeine. Um, Plus, you know, I would occasionally have a caffeine pill, which has 200 milligrams of caffeine. So I would get anywhere from, you know, oftentimes north of 1,000 milligrams of caffeine a day. And it was getting to the point where I would I would have these drinks and I would feel tired afterwards. Like I wouldn't feel energized yeah. at all. I would literally drink this coffee and then crash. Um, so it was pretty apparent that my adrenals were fatigued. My stress was up. My cortisol was up. It was just not a very healthy intake of caffeine um and the caffeine receptors in your body like it's like a it's like a clogged shower drain basically is for an analogy if, if they're you know clogged they're not going to re- be receptive to that caffeine there's not going to be any impact from it in a positive way so you have to almost you know flush that out kind of go through a, a detox almost let those let those receptors open back up and we've done that we've cut caffeine back tremendously now i probably take in 120 to 300 milligrams tops throughout the whole course of a day and I feel much better yeah much much better I think caffeine is what like I fueled my body with when I was on my prep 
And that was probably the worst time ever to do that because I wasn't eating very much. I was super low body fat. And all I was doing was just like shoving caffeine in my body. It was terrible. I don't know why, like why I would do that to myself. (laughs) Yeah. So being strategic with that is definitely going to be a takeaway with regard to my next competition prep as well. Like I don't want to become dependent upon caffeine. Yeah. Caffeine, gum, any of those. So sweeteners, the miracle rice. No crutches. Yeah. Make it miserable. Not really miserable, but make it livable, but take out all the the junk that you absolutely do not need. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's dive into the training aspect now because training has changed quite a bit. Um, So we'll talk about us moving out here kind of in like the next section Mm -hmm. of this podcast. But in moving out here, we've we've changed gyms several times. So we were, were up in Fayetteville, Arkansas, where there was this awesome powerhouse our power uh, lifter style body old school bodybuilding gym called Ozark Iron that we went to and it was like all the basics um, and then some it was just really good quality gym <clears throat> and from there we moved to Bryant and the only gym was like a how would you describe it really very small, small. <laughs> and catered to probably like the older demographic yeah. that just wanted to work out on the cable machines and didn't really know what they were doing so we were definitely out of place there um and then i don't know like with a gym that small like you go there you want to get work done and everybody's always on the equipment because there's only one piece of equipment for everything like there's only one squat rack there's only one bench press it's just, it's just not yeah. optimal for us um it was just a frustration for us so we decided we were just going to make our own private gym which is something that we've been wanting to do for a while mm-hmm. so we've slowly been kind of piecing that together uh, you know, one month at a time. And we've got all the basics right now. We have like the dumbbells that, that range from five pounds to a hundred pounds and five pound increments. Um, we have a squat rack, a barbell with bumper plates and, and iron plates and bench. a bench. And that's it right now. Mm-hmm. But we've been training with that for the past, has it been two months? Probably not two months, probably about a about, month. Yeah, probably. Yeah. About a month or a month and a half somewhere yeah. in there and i honestly don't feel like we're missing anything like i feel we're, we're getting a quality workout we're hitting all the muscles um i'm effectively. sore every day crystal's sore every day mm-hmm. i don't really ever get sore but i've never really gotten sore so that's not not the weight's problem um but yeah we're, we're getting like quality workouts our strength's going up and yeah it, it's it's funny like i used to work out in my dad's shop with the basics when i very first started lifting and like I had an old jukebox. I had like, I I was making pieces of equipment out of pieces of scrap metal we had lying around the house, and I loved it. Like it was just blood and guts, sweats and sweat and tears, like old school style training. And I gravitated away from that once I got money, could drive, moved out of the house. You know, we'd, we'd go to like a standard gym, but now that we're kind of back in that just primitive environment freaking love it like i crank up the music and put in the work and i don't have any distractions because nobody's on my equipment and i I much prefer it Mm -hmm. i love it now we have had to get a little bit more creative with the type of movements we do because we don't have any cables right now we are going to invest in that equipment probably the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. um but we don't have any cables right now at all it's just basically the, the the you know the rudimentary basics um I do have to say that I miss the cables, but I know we'll get them soon, so. But, I, don't, I mean, you 
We're not missing anything. Yeah. But I, I miss it because I liked them. Right. Like, <laughs> like cables definitely have an advantage in the sense that it's constant tension. Like, mm-hmm. I want to bring those back for sure. But it, it's definitely illustrated to me without having all the fancy equipment that you yep. can get a solid workout with just the basics. And it leaves no room for excuses like if you've got the basic stuff you can get a quality workout in yep and it helps us be better coaches so that Mm -hmm. we can tell people you know this is all we have and that's all you have it's okay you can get in a really good workout you can get in a solid weeks workout you know there are literally no excuses you can get in in good stuff with hardly anything yeah for sure um, we've also changed our training style a bit, mm-hmm. partly because of the equipment, but also because we're trying to mix things up. So you want to dive into that a little bit? Uh, just what we've been doing lately? Yeah. Uh, so before we had it broken down to every body part had its own day. So we would do, uh, you know, legs on one day, chest on one day, then shoulders, then arms. Um, and sometimes we do would do either chest or legs twice in that week. Um, and now we've kind of done a split where we're doing each body part twice a week. So um, within one day, for example, we will have chest be our heavy, our heavy uh, body part that day with um, a hypertrophy day of like shoulders. And then uh, we'll have back be our heavy body part that day. And then we'll have like a hypertrophy um triceps or biceps something like that so we have it broken down where we were doing every single body part twice in one week and we decided to do that to kind of just challenge our bodies we also want to get our bodies more accustomed to doing higher volume um and just kind of playing around with different different things different ideas and yeah so that's kind of what we've done lately and i've i've really liked it i've been sore Every time we come back to that muscle, but like I've, I get extremely sore and Robert doesn't really get sore. So sometimes it's hard for me, especially like on a, a, a larger muscle, like back or legs, they're super, super sore. So the next time we go, go around to it, I just, I'm like still sore from the last time we did it, but it's been really, really good. Yeah. I think, I think simply increasing the frequency a bit while still having days that are specifically catering towards lifting very heavy mm-hmm. and, and days that are kind of catered more towards, you know, increasing blood flow and getting a better pump with the hypertrophy days mm-hmm. is good because it just kind of covers all of our bases. Um, and every body part gets a hypertrophy day and a heavy day. Yeah. So that's I'm really excited too. to get the cables for the hypertrophy day. Like Me you too. Get, you get a better pump, I feel, with yeah with that because of the constant tension mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm excited about that we've only recently been doing that yeah. so i hope to see a pretty significant increase in you know muscle built uh over the next few months um but i'll be monitoring that yeah and also we've been trying to do which trying to do as in like we just started doing it a little bit more often and is getting some sort of extra exercise so we did uh what's it called what? The mountain? Pinnacle. Pinnacle. Uh, we hike, hiked Pinnacle and just doing something out of our norm. And I'm really excited about doing something like that. We'd like to do it like once a week if we can get out. Um, but just something to like just challenge us. Something that's new that we can like bring to the table each week. Yeah. I mean, simply having the hypertrophy days and the heavy days made it pretty apparent that you know, there we were definitely, work. we were out of shape in some ways. There were really in shape in, in some aspects. Yep. And then other areas were completely out of shape. Like when we did the high volume leg day with, you know, reps exceeding <sighs> 15 
15 uh, repetitions. I mean, we were freaking just whooped after yeah. 30 minutes of training. Um, we were whooped. Like, it which was is pathetic. Yeah. You know, and it just really brought that, that to the forefront of my mind that, yeah. okay, this is a glaring weak spot. We need yep. to work on this. Um, so that's what we're doing now. And I'm glad that we know that we suck at it. So now we can yep. improve it. And um, we do, we train together every day, all the time. So whatever my weakness is, it's more likely Robert's weakness as well, because we train similarly. We mm-hmm. do the same workouts. I do different weights than he does, but the the workout is the same. The reps are the same. The sets are the same. Um, so we pretty much our weaknesses are kind of together. So it's kind of cool that we can both go into it and say, okay, we really suck at this. Let's challenge ourselves and let's get better at it so we can be better all-around athletes. Yeah, for sure. I think um, like when we climbed the Pinnacle Mountain, we went up the steep side, which is just, just rock, basically. Mm-hmm. It's just Climbing pretty well vertical. Um, and like that is just a bunch of flexibility, a bunch of balance. And, you know, I mean, you're having to, you know, jump to, to one st- stable rock to another there's just a lot of moving parts there, and that kind of simulates that high-volume training. So, I mean, I want to get to the point where I could run up that on a, you know, daily basis if I wanted to. Um, so introducing variables like that that you're not accustomed to is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, what about what else about training? We're going to be traveling a bunch in 2019, so I really want to get to a point where we can, like, use a bunch of resistance bands, um, body weight stuff, just just – Going back to like even the basics of basics mm-hmm. and getting a quality workout there, I want to have great workouts and I really want to focus on training hard and heavy and, and consistently in the new gym going forward. But with that, I, I want to optimize what I can do with, with just what I have on me when, when traveling because I don't want traveling to become an excuse for not getting a good workout in. Mm-hmm. Um, my so. first trip will be interesting. I'm going to California to visit my family and I will not have a vehicle. Um, so I'm I'm really curious about what I'm going to do. I, I have a couple of band-type things, and I have plenty of room to, like, move around in the yard and go on runs and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, this is in, like, a week and a half, so we'll see yeah. what I come up with. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be – it's gonna be. I want to get you some bands to take to that trip. Yeah, I do. So you I can see how that works. Um, all right, so was there anything else with regard to training that we wanted to touch on? Um, I did a lot of cardio this year, and I hated it for my prep. Yeah. And that was like, <laughs> I definitely hate cardio. Like, that's that's definitely something that I need to work on, and I think I'm going to, like, I really, I'm going to work on running a little bit more, just, like, getting outdoors a little bit more. Um, this year, I did a lot, I did a lot of cardio, and that was definitely, like, along with doing, like, higher volume stuff, cardio is definitely my weakness and as lifters a lot of people will be like oh yeah i don't do cardio yada yada all i do is lift but cardio is very important for your cardiovascular system and uh, your overall health so that's something that i have definitely recognized in myself that i am not very good at and it's not it's not that i'm not good when i do it i just choose not to do it and i really should pay more attention to that yeah and speaking on that like a lot of people think that cardio is a negative when you're trying to build muscle Mm -hmm. and that's true to a point like you don't want to be doing seven days of cardio for an hour a day when your primary goal is to build muscle but at the same time if your cardiovascular strength is suffering so bad that you can't even complete a full set of a heavy exercise 
because you you get winded before yeah. your muscle gives out, then it's 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 working against you. So you need to have enough cardiovascular strength so that's not an issue. Yep. Um, speaking of cardio, another thing that happened this year that I forgot about was I ran a marathon. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Crazy. So yeah, I ran a marathon, no training, <laughs> and completely oh. keto because I wanted to to prove to people who argued that you had to have carbs for these ultra-endurance events, I want to just prove them wrong, basically, because I never run, you know, a a distance like that. So I I couldn't speak on it from experience. So I wanted to just have that experience. Um, So, yeah, I I ordered a pair of running shoes, ran twice in those shoes to break the shoes in, and then the third run was the marathon. And I didn't break any land speed records by any means, but I didn't have any issues with my energy uh, whatsoever. I, I fasted the day of the marathon. I didn't eat anything. I had one pickle throughout mm-hmm. the marathon. I didn't have any goos. I didn't have any carb, you know, energy drinks or anything. Like it was just water, pickle, and zip fizz. That's yeah. it. And you weren't even hungry after the yeah. marathon either. Like didn't want any food afterwards. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want anything after the. The only thing that was bad was my feet oh, yeah. were definitely not conditioned for that many miles. Definitely not conditioned. Um, but that isn't really an energy no. standpoint thing. That's just simply my feet were not conditioned. <laughs> so that was a painful learning experience for sure. Um, but, yeah, so that, that was one thing that with that I learned with regard to the training aspect of things. Um, is there anything else? Anything else at all? That's pretty much covering yeah, the training. Yeah, Um so I want to kind of dive into some of the business things we learned, but that can fall in pretty well with just some of the the big things that have happened. Um, the one of the biggest things that's happened this year, without a doubt, is Keto Brick in tandem with our move mm-hmm. and this this warehouse space that we've yeah. acquired. Um, so most of y'all have seen the videos and kind of know the backstory of Keto Brick. It was something that I made for my own personal benefit during my last competition prep in April and May of 2017. Um, I wanted to make a shelf-stable fat bomb, basically, that had the right macro ratios, quality uh, nutrients for me, and just took the guesswork out of eating when I didn't have time to prepare foods. So I made the keto brick, never intended to sell it, kept seeing you know comments on my YouTube videos asking about what it was, asking about the recipe, asking where they can get it and suggesting I start offering them to the public. So I kind of had a lot of pushback on that. At the time, I was working on Deeper State Keto. Um, I was working on the brand. There's so many things I was working on besides making a physical product, which I never really wanted to do in the first place. So I didn't really ever even entertain the idea. Crystal kept pushing me to do it. My mom kept pushing me to do it. Everybody kept pushing me to do it. And I'm finally just like, okay, we'll just just give it a shot. We'll see what happens. (laughs) So... We we dove into, you know, Crystal. She kind of was the ringleader on this one, but she, you know, dove into getting her health, uh, what's it called? Health certification like, yeah. so that you can handle food, food handlers, license, all that jazz. Um, so she kind of did that, was in contact with the health department. Got a, and, us cleared for everything in the in the AR kitchen and yeah yeah I was kind of looking into the back end of what it requires from a legal standpoint. Um, you know we got all that set up, incorporated, made the LLC, got the business bank account, and launched <laughs> Keto Brick LLC in 
March, I believe, of this mm-hmm. year, 2018. And we we were making them originally in our in our own personal kitchen, but you can't sell right. items across the state um, if you make them in your own personal kitchen. That's one of the things that we learned. So we decided, okay, well, we have to get a commercial kitchen space that we can be certified and legit. So we found one that was in Little Rock, which at the time was three hours away from us. Um, so every week we would load up my truck full of these totes, these big black boxes with ingredients. And we had like racks in our living room in Fayetteville that were just full of ingredients. And we'd load the truck up, drive to AR Kitchen in Little Rock and stay up all night long making these by hand. The first production run, we made 123 or 160. I don't remember. It was like less than 200 yeah, bricks. Yeah, crazy. Mixing them individually with a spoon in measuring cups. Like, just the two of us in the yeah, kitchen, just yeah. like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, so we made, like, I mean, we were so proud of ourselves. I mean, we, we stayed up yeah. all night long, got them all wrapped, <laughs> got them all banded, got them all bagged, and we're like, man, this is awesome. We have these bricks these keto bricks, it's like a real product now. Yeah. And uh, let's let's put them online and see what happens. So I made the website and told everybody that they were live and they sold out in like minutes. Minutes, yeah. And they were like, wow, maybe we're onto something here. So we just kept scaling up, scaling up. We'd get more ingredients. We'd have a bigger production run. We graduated from using a spoon to mix things to getting a little like two-quart, kitchen aid mixer to like a 20 quart mixer to an 80 quart mixer to no 60 quart i think was the biggest yeah, we got 60. there uh, that, that was the biggest head of the kitchen but we started bringing on employees which at the time was my brother my cousins yep. my my parents even came in there and they were helping us mix things um and it was just totally you know bootstrapped you know we didn't outsource anything. We kept having people suggest that we go on a shark tank and, and get a business loan or, you know, find investors. And we just never felt right about mm-hmm. that. We wanted to do it organically, bootstrapped from the beginning, you know, keeping it in-house so that we can oversee the quality control of it all and make sure that it was done to our, you know, degree of satisfaction. Yep. And um, lo and behold, it freaking took off. Yeah. You know? So... That has been huge. We we realized that we couldn't scale up in the current environment we were in because mm-hmm. we were running out of space for storage in our living room because it was like a little bitty townhouse. And yeah. it was just inefficient to, to load up everything into my pickup truck that's just a regular bed pickup truck and drive three and a half hours, make bricks all night, drive back. And it was just total chaos. So we started looking for kitchens that were you know near near to us there was none um so we decided we were going to move closer to the kitchen in little rock and we got uh we we couldn't get approved for any kind of living (laughs) space because we didn't have pay stubs to verify our income and prior to this i mean i was broke you know like this time last year we had no money yeah like we were broke broke um so we had no way to verify our income and couldn't get qualified for anything and then we found this warehouse space which we're in now by accident yeah um, by accident i was on craigslist and i found this space and it was next to the place that we got denied for 
um, for living in. But we really, we really wanted that place, and we're like, yeah. oh, it's perfect location. And then we found this this place. Yep. So we found this place, and they were only advertising building three, which is the one we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know that there was a kitchen or anything in the other building, so we were going to convert this building into a kitchen. And I called the real estate agent, and she's like, yeah, we've got that building. You're welcome to take a look at that. We've also got this other building right next to it that used to be this bakery and chocolate factory. And we're like, huh, that sounds pretty interesting. Let's uh, let's take a look at that one, too. So we did. She gave us the grand tour. There was like a huge walk-in freezer, which was one of our bottlenecks the other place because we needed more freezer space to help, you know, solidify the bricks faster. So we have that now. We have like all this space for, excuse me, ingredients, storage, everything. And then we have this building. Uh, so all the bricks are made in the other building. In this building, building three, we have our offices. Uh, we have like this podcasting studio that we're in now. We have the our gym out there. Yeah, we have a warehouse space in the other half of it that we're turning mm-hmm. into the gym. And eventually the other half of that will be um our apparel so i have like screen printers out there we'll start an apparel line next year it's kind of one of our big Mm to-dos um we've got our bedroom in here but i'm not saying that on the air because we're not supposed to be living here but (laughs) we technically are um so yeah we're it's just we're living in a warehouse but we're having so much fun we're building everything from the ground up bootstrapping it all keeping it in house and following our passion and creating our own life and living it on our terms and i could not be happier and that's all happened this year, 2018. So that's pretty freaking awesome when you stop and think about it, you know? Yep. Um, so, yeah, that, that's been a pretty big pivotal thing for sure. The keto bricks taken off like crazy yeah. and then the move to this location. Since we've moved here, I'm doing all the talking. That's you, okay. want, you want to talk No, some? no, keep going. <laughs> Since we moved here, we've brought on employees. We've got seven employees right now. I mean, we were doing everything ourselves. Now we have seven people that were providing a, a living wage for you know like they're this is their only thing like they're full-time employees and we're paying for their groceries we're paying for their bills which is awesome like yeah. keto brick has become something that's helping pay it forward for other people and and providing a really good opportunity for them like they're all, all keto now they're all keto now the last two that weren't keto are starting it on january 1st and it's super exciting like it's super super exciting None none but one was keto before they started here, and now all of them are keto. And, you know, some of them that weren't in the gym are now back in the gym or trying to work towards it. And it's just been a really, really cool thing to see them grow as individuals and and be able to be, like, a part of that, like something that encouraged them and a atmosphere that encourages health and wellness. Yeah, like, for me... It's the coolest thing to be able to provide a foundation and like a, a firm footing for people that, you know, want to improve their life, their health, their nutrition, their training, and their career path. So for us to be able to provide that to them is so, so fulfilling for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I mean, I, I love it. You know, I can I can work in here all day, record a podcast, publish something on YouTube, then I walk across the street I got my crew out there. I'll jump in, help them with something. I'll talk to them about whatever they want to talk about. Any keto questions that they're applying, um, you know, to their own day-to-day routine, and it's just, it's just cool. Like we're we're becoming this big happy family, and I don't know. I just love it. I love it. 
Yeah. I feel like we're making a difference. And with the keto bricks, I mean, that's become something that we're actually making a difference with, too. We did this um, buy a brick, give a brick oh, launch. Yeah, that was really cool. And awesome. basically the way that worked is that everybody that wanted to, to buy a, a two-week supply of bricks, they they spent the money about a two-week supply of bricks. We shipped them one week, and the other week went to aid the, the, the victims that were suffering from the hurricanes in Florida and the Carolinas and then all the wildfire victims in California. And for us to be able to have this opportunity, this vehicle in Keto Brook to be able to provide them, you know, these basically meal replacement bars, you know, after they had lost everything, was was also incredibly fulfilling. I'm very proud of them. Um, yeah, it's just I'm I'm so excited about everything, y'all. Like we got Keto Brick going on Gangbusters. We got you know a whole bunch of conferences coming up, and mm-hmm. you know this this next year. I guess we can just kind of transition to talking about what we're excited about. Uh, next year actually before we do that let's talk about lessons learned from a business perspective in 2018 Ooh, you start i don't even know where to start i've been talking this whole time you you, you manage the crew you, i'm sure you can say something with on the that. bricks yeah. um i think just like a really big thing for me is i i've learned a lot about management a lot about myself and uh kind of it's been a very big process. Actually, Robert has been huge in my life for uh, helping me gain confidence in myself and who I am and what I stand for. And that's just like to the general population, you know, to my family, to my friends. And this has only encouraged me more to be firm in what I say and what I do and and what we are about. Um, so, yeah, having employees was completely different and it's different like I've managed before but it's different managing something that's yours and knowing exactly where everything's coming from what you know what our plan of action is and trying to explain it to these other people that like they they just come and this is just their job and so there's just a lot there was a lot of learning there still is a lot of learning um definitely a lot of ups and downs and roller coasters but it's all been really really good it's all been it's all taught me like very good lessons and taught me a lot about myself um but yeah so I guess with the bricks that's that's that and it's been really big for me because I've I've always played it very safe with everything in my life I've never really jumped and just said okay hope it works you know but Robert is definitely one to take risks uh and so moving into a warehouse was different for me and you know managing these guys and just deciding to like all of a sudden do all this was really really big for me so I think like as far as business goes like that's just been huge for myself yeah having employees like you hear it a lot like I've I've my uncle, for instance, who I've learned a ton from, uh, he owns his own business and he's got employees. And he's always told me that, you know, one of the hardest parts of business is is managing your workforce. Mm-hmm. And I never really understood that until I had my own employees, obviously, because there's no way for me to, to know. But now that I do have my own employees, it is crazy. I mean, like you managing people and being able to put yourself in their shoes, understand where they're coming from, giving them the time of day and the respect that they deserve as mm-hmm. people, but then also having a, a voice of authority and 
maintaining smooth working relationships with everybody involved is not an easy task. Not easy. <laughs> and I mean, I love every one of them. I genuinely care about every yes. single one of them. And they watch my YouTube videos, so they'll probably see us talking about them love right you now. Guys. Love you. But uh, <laughs> y'all, I mean, if, they, if they're watching, I'm talking to you right now too. Y'all are a lot of work. Um, I mean, kind of us going back to the, the whole being a big family thing. It's like it's like siblings that are always fighting with each other. Yes. And we're like the parents. And we got to figure <laughs> out, okay, why is brother and sister having at it right now? And how do we all get on good terms again? Because we all have the same end goal in mind. So that's been a, a challenge for sure. A lot of people from a lot of different walks of life coming together to be one. And, of course, that's going to that's gonna be just different. It's going to be different. But I, the longer we're all together, the better it is. Yeah, for sure. Talk about – so that we're, we're kind of getting abstract with some of the things we've learned in business. But being abstract, this, this is very, very important. For any business owner, anybody that aspires to put themselves out there, whether it be on social media or in a business or any kind of entrepreneurial endeavor whatsoever, really. Um, but we obviously care a lot about this business. It's, I mean, we, we have never paid ourselves from Keto Brooks, so it's not something we're oh. doing just to like get a bunch of money. Yeah. We're doing it because we believe in it. And because we believe in it so much and have worked so hard on it and sacrificed so much for it, it's very hard to see negativity mm. encroach upon it. And we've had to really learn to thicken our skin yeah. with regard to just the negativity that comes with putting yourself out there like we have. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. When we first started the bricks, that was probably the hardest part was because we had given up so much to make these bricks happen and we gave up sleep we gave up just time with each other time for other things just everything a lot of money to make this happen and so we were just so excited so like enthusiastic about how cool it was that we had like this product that people wanted but when people couldn't get it because we weren't producing enough at the time because of course we're doing this all by ourselves you know we were doing it from the ground up a lot of people were really negative to us and just kind of you know different things like oh maybe you should do something else maybe you should get someone to invest in you maybe you should do this learn a different business model you know you guys don't know what you're doing and it was just like one thing after the next after the next am I ever going to get a brick yada 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 that was really hard. And I think especially for me, I did a lot of the Instagram and reading, uh, you know, DMs and reading all the comments and um, emails that would come in. And a lot of them were so good. Like most of them were so good. Like the people were just excited for us and proud of us. And, and then there was the ones that were negative and that, that really got to me. And I think the last time I really let it get to me I had a major anxiety attack like Robert had never seen me get like that before I hadn't done that in like a good seven years and I I like I just couldn't handle it anymore I I, I just it had 
to put me over the edge. And people didn't realize how much their words can actually add up little by little. And um, so I've definitely learned a lot to thicken my skin. And just really, I, I have learned to like not allow what people say to affect me emotionally. And so much so that like I shut out a lot of emotion now. And I think that that's a good thing and it can be a bad thing. But I think I've turned it into being a good thing Um and it's really make made me grow as a person. Yeah, it's it's hard for us to be met with so much negativity yep. when we genuinely care about everyone and we're mm-hmm. in this for the right reason. Yeah. And we know with certainty that we're putting forth our absolute best effort and everything we have and then some to make this a positive thing for everybody. And, I mean, the whole reason we started it in the first place was to – have fun, be positive, yeah. add value. Like that's really what it was all about. Mm-hmm. So to to do that and genuinely, you know, care about people and then to just be met with like just hatefulness. Yeah, it was it's crazy. Was a shocker for sure. And at the end of the day, I pretty much just had to you know, realize that I know I'm putting forth my best effort. I know Crystal's putting forth her best effort. I know that we can't do any more than we are. Yeah. And anybody that thinks, you know, little of me or her or disrespects us or thinks we should do something differently, they haven't walked a mile in our shoes. Uh, they don't have right. a clue where we've been. They have no basis to make an opinion on that. And therefore, their opinion doesn't really matter to me. Um, and that may sound harsh. That may sound you know, short, but that's the reality of it. Like, they they have no perspective, so therefore what they say doesn't matter. And since I've kind of adopted that mindset towards it, I feel much better. And I'm super open-minded and willing to learn from anybody that actually has some, you know, yeah. constructive criticism because I, I, I like that. Like, it mm-hmm. gives us opportunity to improve. But if you're bringing in just, like, negative, hateful yeah. comments, then... I mean, unsubscribe, don't buy a brick. I don't care. I don't want you in my life. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's really what it boils yeah, down to. Yeah, it has gotten to that point where it's like, well, sorry that you're unhappy, but, you know, like we are so happy providing this. And again, like Robert said, like we don't get anything back from doing this. Like our employees, you know, they do. They, they're awesome. They deserve it. Um, but Robert and I don't get anything back from this and we do it because we love our community and we love our product and we think it's great and it can help people. And, um, yeah, so it it has been a wild ride. Like the, the hate, the negativity, all of that has definitely made us stronger humans, but also stronger together. Yeah. And I think now what's, what's been crazy like, we've both learned to just push that negativity away from us. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that gets under my skin is, like, all these copycat imitators because yeah. we've been doing the bricks long enough now to see some success with it. People recognize that it's a successful thing, and they're wanting to emulate that. And I posted a rant video a couple of weeks ago like, about competition, and I don't want to, you know, re-say the things I said in that, but definitely go check that out if you're interested. <laughs> um, but... I, I accept competition. Like, that's a good thing. It keeps me sharp, keeps me on my toes, keeps me, you know, pushing hard and hungry. And it's a free market. Like, I want there to be competition. But 
for people to just blatantly steal what I've built and then try and, you know, copy it verbatim, it just illustrates a total, complete lack of creativity or work ethic on their part, and I have no respect for that. So that's been a frustration for sure. Um, but at the same time, it's it's made me realize that we're successful because because of y'all. Because y'all have seen how far we've come. Y'all have seen how we started and what we've done. And I've built this business in an organic fashion. I mean, we don't have paid advertising. It's just all been organic. It's been from yeah. the ground up. So y'all are supporting the story and us and no imitator, no copycat, no no blatant thief can replicate that because they don't have the, the work ethic or the integrity to put in the work to do that. And that's mm-hmm. why we're successful. So even to hell with, with them. <laughs> yeah. Even with that, it's kind of crazy. Like, it will really affect us at first. And then I honestly am like, well, they're dead to me. You know, like whatever, yeah. whoever. And I mean, these people I don't even know. You know, like, I, I don't even know who they are, but I'm like, well, At the end of the day, care. it, it really know? boils down to this. Like, nobody is going to outwork me, period. And I will beat anybody that tries. And I will win. And that's that. So yeah. bring it on. <laughs> um, anyways, go, go watch that competition <laughs> video if you're interested in more of that rant. Um, but now I want to talk about 2000 and... Uh, 2019 because there's a lot coming forward that we're excited about and I just want to kind of you know build up the the suspense a little bit because I don't want I don't want to reveal all and I'm going to make a 2019 manifesto video that kind of has a a lot of the the things in it but I want to kind of dive into that just a bit so 2019 what are you excited about babe so many things but I'm afraid I'm going to say something that I'm not allowed to no, I'll just go for it. <laughs> We're open book. Um, okay, my very favorite thing that I'm so excited about is I get to marry Robert. Aww. Aww. Gushy. Um, yeah, no, I really am excited about that. That's, I mean, everything that we've talked about has made us such stronger partners for each other. And, it, gosh, if we can make it through all of that and more that we haven't even mentioned, uh, then we can make it through anything. So... I'm really excited about that. I'm proud to marry you too, babe. Thank you. It's kind of crazy, y'all. Not to make this total relationship twist <laughs> podcast on y'all, but from the moment I met Crystal, I was drawn to her incredible support and willingness to just give and be selfless and care for another human being. And that has really, really shown through this past year since we've gone through some incredible tough times we've sacrificed a ton and she's not only stood by my side but she's like just been so supportive throughout the whole throughout the whole thing and i don't think i would ever be able to find anybody out there that could come close to the support she's shown me so thank you don't make me cry <laughs> I'll make you cry. What else you get excited, excited um, for? <clears throat> I am really excited. I'm so excited for so many things. I just I don't want to I don't want to blurt anything out. So uh, can I talk about like competition stuff? 
Yeah. Okay, so I'm really excited because my next competition will be in 2020, and I'm going to start that prep um, probably in October of 2019, so I'm really excited about that. Um, and I think that's just going to be a really cool opportunity. Yeah, well, yeah. It's going to be a really cool time, experience, because I've already gone through it. And now I can know kind of what to expect and how to lead up into that correctly. And um, and I will be doing the prep myself. Last year I had Robert do my uh, put me through a prep, and this year I'm going to put myself through one. So really excited about that. And we're going to do the prep together. Like Yeah. We're going to prep. We're going to do the same show. Probably do multiple shows, but we're mm-hmm. going to do at least one show together. Yep. So we'll both start prep 2019. And we won't compete until 2020, mm-hmm. but we'll start a prep in 2019, and we'll be documenting that whole journey. So yeah. super excited about that. It'll be crazy. We both respond very differently to being at a deficit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crazier than she is. <laughs> yeah. But that'll be good. What else? Uh, I don't know. You go. You talk a little bit. So what? I'm going to go over the, the theme. I do like a, a theme for each year, and I'm going to go over the theme in the, the video for the 2019 manifesto, so I won't reveal that just yet. But one of the things that I'm going to be doing 2019 is just, I don't know, like I say every year that I'm going to hustle, I'm going to hustle, and every year I hustle more than the year before. But there's going to be a lot of that going forward in 2019 as well. And I want to do so in a much more old-fashioned kind of way in the sense that, like, I want to be face-to-face a lot more. Like, I want to go to every conference I possibly can. I want to speak at every conference I possibly can. I want to interact with people on a face-to-face basis instead of just through an Instagram DM or an email. Because I think, you know, the social world that we live in with with regard to social media is an incredible tool. Like, it's provided <clears throat> us a platform to build what we've been able to establish thus far. I'll, I'll never take that for granted, and I'm so appreciative of the social media world we live in. But at the same time, I was raised very old school, and I admire the simplicity of looking somebody in the eye and shaking their hand, and you're never going to get that through a social media platform. So I want to bring that into the business as much as possible. So I'm going to be doing a ton of traveling this year. I'm going to be creating a ton of content with other influencers, experts, uh, you know, in their field on a face-to-face basis and building a deeper relationship because I think at the end of the day, the relationships and, you know, the actual human interaction is what matters the most and makes this community as strong as it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to leverage that opportunity to the hilt going forward. I'm really excited to be there for part of that. I'm going to have to stay back behind uh, and stay at the warehouse a little bit more than I would like to. But that's, you know, part of having the keto bricks and employees and just a bunch of other aspects of business that I'll I'll just stay home. But I am really excited to see you go and, you know, spread your little wings a little bit further and be by your side for some of those opportunities. Yeah, I'm excited too. It's going to be good. You'll be there as much as you can for sure. Yep. Um, I'm also really excited about... So there's... I've got a vision, y'all. I've got a vision that runs deep, and it's got so many different aspects to it. Like, 
right now there's there's keto savage there's keto brick there's deeper state keto and that's it right now right really yep keto savage keto brick deeper state keto that is three very 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 small pieces of a huge puzzle that i'm putting together and it will take years to fully manifest itself but i'm playing the long game and every year i'm getting closer to that vision and y'all just y'all just wait y'all just wait it's going to be big but another one of those legs of the business of the lifestyle that i really want to bring out um, into reality next year is going to be the apparel mm-hmm. uh, line because I, I feel like you know i i'm not a materialistic type person at all crystal isn't either when we moved from washington to arkansas we put everything we owned in a yep plywood box that I built on the back of my pickup <laughs> truck. Like, we're as basic bare bones as we it gets. We got rid of everything. And we like that. We prefer yeah. that. It just removes the cloud from our, our life. But I feel like apparel, the direction I want to take that is just kind of going back to basics, getting quality stuff, quality over quantity for sure, and then just, you know, getting stuff that you use. And like, with the minimalistic approach we've taken with our lives right now, if we don't use it on a regular basis, we give it away, we sell it, we get rid of it. And that's just how I want everything in our lives to be. I mean, the things that I have in my life right now are things that I use, I appreciate. I try and get the best quality stuff I can so I don't have to get another one. And then I just maximize my my efficiency. And I want the, the clothing and the apparel line to embody that mm-hmm. with of you know my style with crystal style kind of embedded into it um i'm really excited about that i feel like that's a way like humans in general are very um like we like to you know broadcast or showcase our emotions our personalities our our beliefs like we're we're creative beings and i feel like apparel and style and fashion and all these things that I know nothing about mm-hmm. or a, a way of projecting that. So I don't know. I'm just, I didn't know anything about the food business and we got the keto brick rolling. I don't know anything about the apparel business that so we're just going to dive in. So that's basically all I got there. But it'll be good. I'm excited. I'm right. excited about that too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so yeah, we got that. And then what else do we have going on business-wise? Nutrition-wise, I'm doing something with Danny Vega mm-hmm. uh, in January. That's going to be the two pounds and a brick, um, which is basically just two pounds of meat and a brick, keto brick. And the cool thing about that, we thought about that while we were sitting at deer camp, uh, or no, while we were deer hunting this past year. Um, and the whole time we were down there, we were basically like, we can't eat anything unless we kill it. And if we kill something and eat it, we're able to eat a keto brick. You know, so we wanted to keep it super simple, super minimalist, and we did, and we felt great all weekend long. We ate meat, and we ate keto bricks, and that was it. That kind of removed the noise from our lives. So we're like, shoot, let's just do this for a month in January, going forward to kind of start the year off right with momentum and kind of removing the noise from our lives there. So that's what we're going to do. And the cool thing about it is if you're eating a high-fat ratio meat, like a you know, 75-25 ground beef or even an 80-20 ground beef and like a ribeye steak, you know, whatever you wind up having works out pretty well from a macro ratio standpoint. Whether it's one pound of meat or three pounds of meat, 
it winds up being between 74% of your calories coming from fat and about 77% of your calories coming from fat. So he and I are going to do that. We encourage anybody that wants to do it with us to do it. Um, so yeah, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. It's just going to help remove the headache of trying to figure out what to eat throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good. <clears throat> Speaking of keto bricks, we've been talking a lot about keto bricks, but yeah. that's been a pretty big thing. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's been huge. Um, we are we're going to launch our new flavor in uh, in the beginning of 2019. So this podcast will go live tomorrow. Um, we're going to launch the new flavor on the 1st, January 1st at 12 p.m. noon Central Standard Time. We're going to launch the new flavor. Um, we're also going to roll out the cinnamon flavor again sometime in January. This time, both the new flavor and the cinnamon will not have the coffee in there. Mm-hmm. So there will not be caffeine and not having the coffee also removes the total carbohydrates by one gram. So it's yep. 15 grams of carbs now per brick instead of 16. And then there's a bunch of other things I want to talk about with the keto brick promotional-wise that are super cool and exciting. Yeah. Um, but that will be a whole video in, in itself. itself. But, yeah, there's going to be some pretty cool things happening. We, I look at all these companies that are that are doing, like, these giveaways and, like, these, like, promotional things. And just everybody does them. And I don't like things that everybody does. Like, I intentionally go the opposite direction of what I see everybody else doing. So we're going to be doing some things that are opposite of what everybody else is doing. But I think it's going to be pretty awesome. So get ready. Um, What else are we excited about? The conferences this year are very exciting to me. We're just going to be going to a bunch of conferences. Yeah, the thing is we're just going to be so busy this year. Like, this year – like there's it's hard to find a weekend already in this year it's hard to find a weekend that we are not doing something um even a week but most of the conferences most of the things that we're going to is like a friday saturday sunday that kind of thing um but yeah it's it's hard already to find weeks within a month Mm -hmm. for anything my mom asked hey can i come to town i'm like uh what time are you thinking? Cause <laughs> yeah, it is crazy to think that we've we've got a calendar on our wall right now of the entire year of 2019, and we've almost already got the entire year booked before it's even started, before the year's yeah. even started. So so if you want in, that kind of speaks, call <laughs> speaks us to now. the chaos. Speaks to the chaos for sure. But, but yeah, I want to do a lot more like in person stuff. I want to do like meetups. I want to do like stuff with the keto community mm-hmm. with you guys and gals um so yeah that'll that'll happen for sure yep that's, that's pretty good we covered a lot yeah i think that i think i'm i have a lot of stuff that i plan on doing for the community i guess um that i'm hoping to really kick in into gear um as long as we can get the employees kind of doing their thing i can kind of do a little bit more of my thing which i'm really excited about so um, hopefully this year we can kind of get that rolling as well. It'd be good. There's going to be a lot rolling out this year, so we're excited. We hope yep. that you're excited. Yep. It'll be good. A lot of fun. A lot of fun to come. That said, y'all, I think we're going to draw an end to this podcast slash video. We're one hour and 12 minutes in, so pretty, pretty good-sized podcast. Um... I apologize to anybody watching the video that um, I always look at Robert, and people get mad at me for looking at Robert instead of the camera. Really? But he's just so handsome. 
Is that what it is? <laughs> um, that said, we'll end on that note. You're just so beautiful. Oh. <laughs> All right, y'all. Until next time, have a great one. Hope everybody's had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful 2018. Let 2019 be even more productive for you. Take the world by storm. Grab life by the horns. Be the best you can be. I love you. Love every one of you. We appreciate everything. I know I said this on so many videos, but 2018 has been an awesome, awesome year for us. And we owe all of our success to you. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts for everything. We love you. We appreciate you. You are our oxygen. You are the reason we're here making this video in the first place. So thank you.